this is John Gramstrand, and I'm a certified energy specialist for CHS Egg Services in Stephen, Minnesota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Egg Services, providing solutions for your success. Good morning, farm news on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Don Wick with Randy Conan in studio. We'll have a report from Tyler Donaldson, and we'll hear from Whitney Pittman as well. She's at Minag Expo. There is snow being seen this morning coming out of the northern Rockies and starting to move into eastern Montana. The National Weather Service says this is a fast-moving storm system which will clip western and south-central North Dakota tonight and tomorrow. One to three inches of snow possible in that area. Central South Dakota could also see snow over the next couple days. It is still a cold morning, but temps are expected to increase as we head towards a weekend. The United States has levied its third round of strikes against the Houthi rebels in less than a week. That's after the Houthis hit a ship carrying bulk commodities with a missile. Shipping on the Red Sea has been disrupted since the war between Israel and Hamas began in November. Major shipping companies are avoiding the Red Sea and going around the southern tip of Africa to reach important Asian markets. AgMarket.net market analyst Jacob Burks thinks these shipping challenges are an issue for the wheat complex. You're looking at uh, mostly affecting the, the European countries over there, uh, you know, which way are they going to go, are they going through the... Uh, whether it's the Red Sea or the Black Sea, uh, you, you have a problem to, to, to ship, and it's really changed uh, the the nature uh, to the point where you know you look for different uh, producers, you look, you look for a different provider for for some uh, of your of your inputs and and some of the products that you're used to trading certain ways, uh, just because the, the the freight cost is so expensive to get it there, and, and there's just a challenge, big challenges. So yeah, it's it's, it's disrupting things. Uh, I think you know the wheat market with being such a global traded thing. Uh, is, is one of the first things that you look at. Remarks made by Federal Reserve Governor Christopher Waller resulted in the value of the U.S. dollar moving to a one-month high. Waller said the United States is within striking distance of the Fed's inflation goal of 2%. Analysts expect the Fed to hold interest rates steady at its meeting at the end of the month, but a drop in rates may be seen before spring. Kleist Commodity Advisors commodity broker Al Kleist is looking at a downward trend to continue in the grain markets. I see similarities to what happened 2012, 13, 14, 15. I'm not forecasting that we're going to get that low again. I don't think that's realistic with today's cost in the world. But the timing of the length of time period we went down and the magnitude of the drop is certainly something that concerns me. Kleiss was featured in the Minnesota Corn Growers Association quarterly grain marketing webinar. Combest Cell and Associates managing partner Tom Sell said things are moving along in D.C. Sell expects to see progress on a new farm bill soon. If they get the decks cleared without a whole lot of drama on this appropriations side, it really does open up the, the pathway to have a good, thoughtful discussion uh, on the farm bill. They've cleared a lot of the decks from last year and actually, you know, kind of spring around planning, uh, looking at the year ahead. It's kind of a natural time to really make some good progress and, and to focus the thoughts of the members of Congress who are representing those constituencies uh, on the real needs that they need to accomplish uh, in, in the farm bill. And Sal says election politics could actually provide motivation to get things done sooner. I think it's actually positive. You know, people want to get something done. That plays well for the constituencies, uh, particularly throughout rural America. 
and it doesn't really hurt anyone in urban areas. You know, they're they're not going to be affected by the outcome of the farm bill so much. So uh, I, I think it only provides positive pressure to get the farm bill done. I, I think even you know having the Iowa caucus for the Republicans up front is a great thing, just because it, it focuses so much attention on this kind of we need to stand by our nation's productive resources. No one embodies that better uh, than farmers. So there's been a lot of positive attention around ag policy coming out of this Iowa caucus, and, and that'll benefit us in the farm bill. Storms have taken the weight off cattle. NDSU Extension Livestock Economist Tim Petrie says the logistics at the packing plants also keeping the market in check. Thank goodness up here in the northern plains, although it's cold, we still had, uh, you know, last week high volumes at the auction markets and uh, very good prices starting out the year. Uh, you know, continuing on at their record high levels. It did affect the fed cattle. The weather, bad weather, two different storms down through Kansas, Nebraska, Texas in there, and disrupted the fed cattle market. Uh, you know, some packing plants closed and so on. So that put kind of a lid on, on fed cattle prices last week. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Wednesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. Weed management is a never-ending job. The Red River Farm Network reports from the Wild World of Weeds workshop. This is Tyler Donaldson of the Red River Farm Network at the 26th Annual Wild World of Weeds workshop. My guest now is NDSU Extension Weed Specialist Joe Eichley. Joe, how's the event going so far this year? I know you're running around busy and you got a lot that you're doing behind the scenes. How's it going so far? Yeah, I think everything is going pretty smoothly and you know this year we have uh, of the option to be in person and virtual and due to some vehicles having some weak batteries this morning we, we had some people take uh, the virtual option so I, I think that's helped out a lot this year. Great. So uh, I know you're our closing speaker today. What uh, Can you share with us what you're going to be covering, items of interest? Yep, so, so a lot of what I'll be covering is just some, some updated research in, uh, primarily in soybean on controlling kochia and water hemp. Probably more focused on the water hemp side. So several of our speakers today have a lot of kosher research, so there's no need for me to kind of rehash a lot of things they've gone over. And based on where I do a lot of my research, water hemp is a primary target. Are there any new or uh, emerging weed concerns here going into the new year that you guys have seen? Yeah, so as far as newer emerging, uh, we've been talking a lot about the new issues with kochia over the last 12 months, particularly resistance to our group 14 herbicides. Uh, so that was probably new and emerging this time last year. We just have a better handle on it at, at now as far as what it's resistant to and whatnot. And so that's been a lot of our time talking about that this year. Otherwise, we really are just kind of rehashing uh, updates on water hemp, uh, kochia, uh, several of the other speakers, uh, green foxtail and wild oats, some more problematic grass weeds. It's a lot of focus on that. And, and you know, maybe the one thing we're not talking a lot about is Palmer amaranth. Uh, so a lot of folks are always interested in what's latest with Palmer. And we did not have any new confirmed cases this year. So that's that's really one of the reasons we haven't talked about it much in, in the last 12 months is is the 2023 season. N nothing crossed our desk. So. so a no news is good news scenario. Yep, absolutely. Awesome. Okay, good to hear. What sort of response have you guys seen to the uh, the growing or emerging uh, weed resistance threat? Well, so it's always kind of uh, you know a little bit downtrodden at first because it's well you know we we have these tools and we like to use them uh, but you know right now for particularly with like the group 14 resistant kochia raising awareness for some folks it might be like a light bulb moment of maybe that's why it was uh, an issue in the last year or two with certain herbicide not controlling kochia and then others it's you know, once we get past that downtrodden phase which is always hard to get over I guess you know figuring out what still works putting plans together that's what you know this this time of year this meeting is really about is making sure our plans 
kind of attack is good going into 2024. That was NDSU Extension Weed Control Specialist Joe Eichley. For the Red River Farm Network, I'm Tyler Donaldson. John Deere Equipment will soon have satellite internet service for its farmer customers in the United States and Brazil. With a new strategic partnership with SpaceX, Deere hopes to solve the problem of connectivity in rural areas. Deere Senior Product Manager Mike Cool says 30% of U.S. cropland and 80% of Brazilian cropland have connectivity issues. The technology will be retrofitted to existing equipment. That's the first goal here is to get this out and, and broadly, and we're going to do that via aftermarket kits. Um, and then in the future, we're looking at you know what's necessary and needed to have this come out the factory. A limited release is expected before the end of the year. So we're expecting the latter part of 2024. Um, that's that's what, what we've been vocalizing, right? There's still some things that we need to do um, to, to deliver this to, to the measures and, and the quality that our customers have come to know with John Deere. Um, but that's still a very aggressive timeline in our instance, in our, in our view. Um, and ultimately, we you know we want to get this as fast as we can to the market. But again, it's we're not going to sacrifice quality. Entrepreneur Elon Musk owns SpaceX, which operates that Starlink Internet network. The Senate will reconvene today to consider a continuing resolution to prevent a government shutdown. The current continuing resolution expires Friday, leaving USDA, the Food and Drug Administration, and other key agencies without the money needed to operate. Another part of this bill would keep the rest of the government up and running through March 8th. The House will also meet this afternoon, but a vote on the continuing resolution has not been scheduled. Minnesota Governor Tim Walz is proposing another $1 billion investment in infrastructure. That's on top of the $2.6 billion bonding bill that was approved this past year. In addition to money for roads and bridges, there's $3 million for port improvements on the Great Lakes and inland river navigation systems. There's $10 million for the Reinvest in Minnesota program to acquire permanent easements to improve water quality and wildlife habitat. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Good morning. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Minag Expo kicks off today in Mankato. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Whitney Pittman has more. In conjunction with the event, the Minnesota Soybean Growers Association is hosting a beginning farmer program. MSGA board member Adam Getter says there are around 40 participants for this brand new program. One thing that I'm looking for for the participants in this is just to leave with a better understanding of, of how the association, how the Minnesota Soybean Growers Association works versus the Minnesota Research and Promotion Council. I want a lot of these growers, these young farmers or growers or young leaders, to really understand some of the work that's done behind the scenes. The program will focus on other important skills as well. I also want to see these people leave with a little more education on things they didn't know. Um, a lot of it is some of the day-to-day -day things that most people go through on a farm, but maybe it's not stuff you learn in a, in a two-year college, in a four-year college, or even maybe not stuff that your fathers, grandfathers, in-laws, mothers taught you growing up on a farm. Some basic bookkeeping stuff, some tax stuff. We're going to work on a little bit of, of estate planning. What could we do different? What did we do in our operation that was wrong or maybe not the best path that we can teach these younger growers so they don't have to maybe make some of the mistakes or go through some of the headaches that some of us older growers have. 
Reporting agriculture's business, I'm Whitney Pittman on the Red River Farm Network. Domestic demand for soybeans remains strong. Comstock Investments market analyst Joe Camp says the national oilseed processors reported a record December soybean crush. The monthly number was another record, and it was a couple of million bushels above the average trade guess. You have over 195 million bushels of soybeans crushed by those processors last month, and uh, that was nearly 20 million uh, bushels above the year-ago value. So really all, all uh, you know, steam ahead on uh, pr- the processing sector. So that's one good sign today. The added crush capacity is partially responsible for that record crush. I think in part, yeah, we do have new plants in the West that have come online here. Uh, you've got, uh, until recently, you know, near record profitability for, for crushing uh, beans and uh, oil. We talk about the biodiesel demand, but also here this last season, meal exports have been very robust. We're following that drought in Argentina last season, and that's uh, helped meal export demand rise to a record this season. Checking markets, we have Minneapolis wheat down a penny for the March contract at 689 and three quarters. Chicago wheat for March, one and a quarter higher, and the hard red winter wheat for March unchanged. March corn, one and three quarter down, 441 and three quarters. Soybeans March down seven and a half at 1219 and three quarters. As we check in on the farm calendar, the North Dakota Dairy Convention is going on today. That is in Bismarck. Uh, they're going to be uh, kicking things off at 11 o'clock this morning with the annual meeting of the Milk Producers Association of North Dakota. NDSU has a soil water workshop. That's going on at the Fargo Dome today. That is an 8 o'clock start. And Ag Country Farm Credit Services has its series of ag focus conferences going on. There's a conference in Wilmer that's uh, taking place today. You can go to agcountry.com for more information on that event. Have yourself a great day. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network.